making mastery learning a reality one day at a time here john bergman a uh, this week as i think about uh what's been happening in the mastery classroom i've got a couple thoughts here one thing i want to talk about is what i'm calling clear expectations one thing that i haven't been as clear about with my students i haven't been super clear about some of the things i wanted them to do with their say their notebooks so i'm, I'm having to do some interactive notebooks and i'm holding them accountable to that and as i was checking their interactive notebooks some of them gotten let's just be honest sloppy and so what i'm doing is i'm actually a, it, it, my kids believe in grades, so I'm going to give them a grade. So I'm giving them a grade, and I'm being pretty kind of stringent on that, saying, hey, you're not doing this or that, or you're, you need to keep it organized. I, I teach the lower-level students at our school. In that case, they really need to become more organized. And one of the tasks, I think, in learning to learn well, uh, whether it's master or not, is to learn how to uh, do some executive functioning. So I found that what's happening with my students is I need to hold them more accountable. And it's something I need to do going forward because I don't think I've been as good as I have been in terms of these executive functioning. It's just how they keep track of their notes and there's assignments and there's experiments and all the things they're doing in their master classroom. So, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm spending sometimes too much time grading stuff and not enough stuff interacting with students. And I want to kind of change that. I'm still trying to figure out what that's going to look like. Uh, and then probably the big, definitely the big thing this week is that the vast majority of my, my main class that I teach is chemistry, is they are taking their boss battle. And this year, of course, what I'm doing, instead of having one boss battle, so in previous years, in mastery, I would give the same test, if you will, and the students had to get an 80, and if they didn't, they would take it over, or actually take a different version of the test over again. And this year, based on best practices and the things I did as I write the book, I found, I, I decided to have three levels of tests. This has been a lot of work, getting these three levels of tests set up, so that even every time they take the test, they get a different test. Software is amazing on how to do that, by the way. But I still have to have a large bank of questions. But that all said, and what I'm discovering is what I thought would be true has proven to be true. You see, one of the weaknesses when I did the research on mastery learning is that you don't, oftentimes mastery learning benefits your lower struggling students, if you will, the struggling students, but not as much your higher achieving students. And um, if you now, instead of having one test that every student has to get an 80 on, I have three tests, a hard test, if you will, or a deep understanding test, a clear understanding test, and then a basic understanding test. And so what I'm discovering is that the students are taking the right test. And I've been able to write much, much more difficult questions. You know, to be honest, my tests last year where everybody got an 80 or had to get an 80 is I had to take off, if you will, the more deep, deeper thought-provoking questions. But I've added those now, and then the students who are ready for that can really demonstrate that mastery. And most of my students are taking the, the clear-level boss battle, if you will, or a clear-level test and doing just fine. And then there's the ones who are struggling, and there's a few, and they're having to take the lower level. But I think it's appropriate. They, they uh, now, and hear me carefully. When I say they're taking the lower level test, it's not a low level test. It's just lower. It's it's just kind of meeting expectations. And there's a couple of things that are important for them to uh, to know that uh, they have to know in order to move on. So I make sure that that's there. Another thing that I've been doing with the students, and again, I, I wasn't as clear with them. I don't think is is some of them. Uh, I have the test words beyond a password, but they and I give them three attempts to take it. Some students attempt, attempt one, they didn't do well. Attempt two, they didn't well. Attempt three, they didn't well. And then they're done. And they're like, what do I do? And I thought, okay, we, what they didn't do is that, 
and I, I, I wasn't clear, let's be honest. I wasn't clear that what I needed to do is say, if you fail a boss battle, because it self-grades it in the computer, um, if you fail, you have to come see me. It's a requirement. You can't just willy-nilly take it again. Uh, you have to come see me. And then that's my time for correctives. So one of the important parts of a mastery classroom is you have to provide correctives for your students. And those correctives, that's you know correcting their misunderstandings and misconceptions, is huge. And so those students who've continued to fail, I said, wait, wait, you didn't come see me. Uh, and so now they're saying, I said, that's a requirement. And, and I, I wasn't so clear about that. Anyways, if you're doing this type of, any kind of mastery system, make sure that you're very clear on what kinds of correctives you're going to do for your students. Because if you don't do that, you're going to have the situation that I had and I messed up. <laughs> I knew I, I don't know, I, large classes, maybe I said it, but some kids didn't get the message. So I think sometimes it's communication, communication, communication. I've got to talk to them over and over again. They're teenagers. They forget. It, it, it's who they are. It's all right. You know, uh, and I've been pleased. I, I, I've got my, my paper here. And as I'm looking at the papers here, uh, I have 85% who passed this and some kids haven't passed it, so to speak, because they've been absent. We've had some some absences for some health reasons and things like that. So some of it's none's fault. And I think we're going to see a lot better uh, uptick as, as the weeks progress. The students are still learning how to learn in this fashion. And uh, yeah, mastery learning is working. I'm just, it just, it just works. The kids, it raises the bar for everyone, the struggling students and then the advanced students. And I'm very pleased with what I'm seeing with my students. Uh, they're engaged. It's an active classroom. They're doing experiments. Uh, I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but I have been doing experiments. You can, if you're watching this on YouTube versus, uh, you can see behind me, I have an experiment set up. It's super cool, by the way. I, I posted a YouTube video where I, 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 it's a demonstration. I'm doing like a demonstration every day. They have to explain what happens, happens chemistry wise. And this is like underwater, like fireworks. It was so awesome. I'd never done this one before. It happens right there because it produces gases. That little thing is a fume hood and it will take all the gases out of the school so we don't breathe the nasty gases and the kids are loving seeing fireworks happening underwater i am too because it's it's cool all right hey you can make mastery learning a reality one day at a time hey i encourage you to subscribe uh click the subscribe button if you're in apple podcast or whatever podcast uh server you're using um or uh you know subscribe to the youtube channel so you can get updates you can do it john bergman out